0: Welcome to We Call It Soccer, a podcast by two United fans. I'm Caleb. I'm Colin. And I'm Notch. This week, we bring you
1: Somewhere Dom Belongs. In the end, ICC doesn't matter, and Josie's nipples are numb. He can't feel you there. Becomes so tired, so much more aware.
0: Um, so, what is your guys' favorite Linkin Park song? Oh, that's a good question, dude. Yeah.
1: I think it changed after I grew up a bit. I think now "I Somewhere I Belong" is one of my favorites mm-hmm. from their second album, because that first album is so angsty and it was really good in high school, and I, I really liked it. But then the um, Meteora, it they, it seemed like their the sentiment had grown up along with the quality of the music. So mm-hmm. I think "Somewhere I Belong" is what I'd pick right now.
2: Okay, I got to be honest, I. Don't they, were, say it. they were one of my bands during that angst period, so the first album was the only one that I really connected with at any level. I was afraid um, you were going to say you don't like them. I've, I have a lot of respect for where they were at that certain point in my life. Mm. That That's what I'll say. So, just the whole entire album of Hybrid Theory? Yeah, I mean... Some of the more, like, industrial elements really appealed to me at that point. Um, yeah, I'd say that entire album, especially at that time, was, you know, really kind of groundbreaking for me. Yeah.
0: Um, I have to agree with Notch. I really liked Meteora a lot, um, mm-hmm. but I have to go with uh, Breaking the Habit. Yeah, it's a good that's song. That's probably my favorite.
1: I like Faint on that album, too. My Faint is really good. Th- Numb this- is fantastic. I can sing in the end from beginning to end, like no problem. And
2: he do right that right now, now listeners. <laughs> <laughs> no, instead, of what we Not should do, sh- right? In now. the end, does it really matter that you can do that? <laughs> does it even really matter? I mean, that's mean, enough.
0: I mean, yeah, yeah, on, as, I, as, I was just, as, just that's thinking just of enough. how I
2: would parse actually saying it. So. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. Well, in the end, we need to move on to our first segment of the show, which is called. Loon Monitoring. In the Loon Monitoring segment, we talk about Minnesota United FC, our loons, and what they were up to in this past week, which is, once again, two games. Actually, no. The previous week, they had no games, I think. They have the Atlas-friendly. That's it doesn't So, they, they had, have, like, half No, no game. real Right, games. right. And the episode before that, we had to talk about two games. Then, this time, we've talked about two games. But, one of them was an utter bore. Uh, the one against Houston midweek. Where... We, we, we saw Greenspan, uh,
2: Joe Greenspan, get another head knock. Yeah. Um, I, I was really hopeful with the initial statement that all that happened was a very badly broken nose. But um, it turns out that he is back in the concussion protocol.
1: Third time this year. I mean, this is bad news, right? Like, a, a player having a third concussion... In yeah, it's, it's terrible news. Yeah.
0: Um, No, I mean like no, for it, the long term. For the long term and yeah, for his for his career, um, both his uh, MLS career and his uh, military career, having concussions is not good for either of those. Um, be interested to see if he even continues
2: after this year because three concussions in one year is devastating in the long run. Yeah, I would be really worried to even put him in the rest of the year. You know, just. The sort of damage that multiple concussions over someone's career can have can be potentially devastating. The fact that he's had three in a single year. And, you know, none of them have been really his faults. They haven't really been misplays of the ball. It's just been a lot of really, really unfortunate things happening to him. And yeah, I think at some point, the loons just need to, you know, do the right thing for him consults more seasoned medical professionals and get him out of there. It, it was good at least to see him immediately taken care of rather than some of the longer yeah. lengths of time that have happened after head injuries and MLS this year.
1: Yeah. He, did, he did try to stay on the pitch, um, which is, you know, I mean, of course an athlete's going to try. The other thing I wanted to point out, by the way, is that this started the, or I should say restarted the career of Ishmael and Jom. Um, defender, which continued through the weekend, which we'll get to in a second. A lot of players ending this game with light knocks and injuries. It looked at one point during the midweek that we were going to have maybe four subs available. Thankfully, we did have six, but um, not fully fit as a team uh, for the weekend game. But one quick final note on this Wednesday's game. When you have a tied game like that, why isn't Adrian Heath using his third sub? Why aren't you trying to go in there and win that game? He, had, for example, Brandon Allen. This is something Dunard pointed out on Facebook or, or, sorry, on Twitter. That Brandon Allen's sitting there, your attacker that you've got on loan. Why isn't he going on there?
2: Not only that, your attacker that can't play the next game.
0: Yeah. So who exactly. cares if he gets sent off or like as a shocker? Like he's, he, you can't play at all in that game. Why are you happens? saving him? Yeah. Come on, just send them on. Bring them on for. A midfielder, defender. Um, yeah, I mean, and she used two subs before the forty before a second half whistle. Um, start second half, he brought on uh, Joan Ferdinand and brought on uh, Martin for Cadre, and then yeah, no third it, sub. Like, it made what are zero you doing? sense. It made zero sense. Right. Yeah.
2: Exactly. That said, um, I will give some praise to guy who misspells his name wrong. Um colin martin yeah Call colin martin. martin actually did put in a, a really solid shift i liked what i saw from him as a you know quasi 8 10 mix thing yeah. that he was playing
0: yeah and two she's credit um first half we were absolutely terrible houston's scored at least double times um he switched from a 4-2-3-1 to a 4-3-3 three, three, and we played a lot better in second half with martin in there yeah Mm-hmm. Um, Kadri, who had an okay first half, was a casualty of that uh, formation change, but I think it worked out in the long run. Um, I think Molino had a shot cleared off, I uh, think Molino who had a shot uh, cleared off the line by Houston defender. Um, easily to have won that game, but also easily to have lost it. A draw probably a fair result. Some people were disappointed by
1: Molino's performance
0: in that game and that disappointment continued
1: to his showing against the Red Bulls who scored three goals against us. Molino at one point missing a shot, sending it wide after Ibarra, sent him a terrific ground cross. He sends
0: a shot that should have been at least on goal to the left of the net. It seems like our entire offense is having this problem at the moment or we just tainted a shot on goal. Um, Ibarra had a header that should have... Been a goal that point blank and and went wide. Dunlady apparently is shooting in a goal that is twice the size of any other MLS goal because it goes (laughs) so far wide. Like, Like, he was was shooting at the the corner flag. I don't understand. He was
2: shooting far post if the other goal was like across the train yards from TCF. (laughs) That's how bad that was. And he was still off frame. Yeah, <laughs> and and it, it's important to point out again. This
1: is a depleted team. You've got guys like Boxel and Nicholson making their debuts, and these are the guys who were brought into the team as basically depth padding. But international call ups, injuries, knocks—they've—they've they've depleted us to this point. I guess I, one of the questions I had was: Is this the fault of a lack of foresight? Yes. Or,
0: <laughs> okay. So this this is this is not bad luck. I mean, it, it's a little bad luck. I mean, injuries are always bad luck. But bad luck can be. Not that depth is. Yeah, bad, bad luck can so. be
2: rectified by having the right players be ready to start and have actual depth throughout the roster. You know, yeah, there's 29 players on the roster right now, but quite frankly, how many of them would you want in your starting 18?
0: And why not? Make a partnership with the USL team before the season starts. Sign a whole bunch of players, send them to the USL team, and just
1: keep your NPS. Bolster,
0: bolster, <laughs> your bolster your MLS team with some reinforcements every once in a while from that USL team. Exactly. It's, it seems like a no brainer at this point here in the future but it should it should have been done now, in the offseason. No.
1: I, I bet what Nick Rogers would tell you if you if he was on this podcast as he is as a regular guest, let me tell you. Uh what he would say is that they had the shortest lead up to any expansion team, that they didn't have time to set it up, that if they had done it it would have been rushed, blah blah blah. It,
0: to B- which bullshit. everyone else says, <laughs> "You knew that you were to an MLS" team before the announcement, you were like, oh, we got it in? Oh! <laughs> Toman was here and Garber was here at CHS Field and they announced it? Oh, I didn't know this would happen. Okay, no, you okay. fucking knew beforehand. Get the shit done. Have and some more announcements. I th- thought
1: like you've been there before. I think something that woke me up a little bit was watching Jerome... <laughs> jerome <laughs> That is... <laughs> there's that, not his name not even I remotely know. close <laughs> I, got, I could start mixing the first time up with mean, anyway maybe come back is say scoring his first goal for Timbers now whereas we've seen Dan Ladi scoring multiple times already just to reinforce how much we've had to have a draft pick play for us which should never be happening you should not have a draft pick being that many minutes and now we've gone 350 minutes without a goal even Christian Ramirez hasn't been able to put them
2: in the net late he, yeah, he's
0: been snatching out his chances it's, it's not been good all across the board for the Offense,
2: yeah, right. and I think more of the issues offensively are with the formation. Um, head over to fifty-five-one if you haven't read Alex Schaefer Decker's piece on why Kevin Molino is not a ten and how you <laughs> fix that. Um, it, I've read his tweets; he, he, he,
0: he they're enough for me. I feel like he tweets <laughs> that everyone. every like. Every hour on the hour at this
2: point, <laughs> Molino's on a ten. Yeah, yeah. Malino's she bought tweets, um, but you know, in in all seriousness, Barney, so why, Barney, why do, do break down his argument just briefly. Uh, uh, the crux of the argument is that Molino likes to kind of play the ball just to his feet, whereas you want your number ten to be more of a distributor, more of a creator, uh, more of a space prober. It, Molino doesn't do that. I would add into that that Molino's preference is to move the ball out Mm -hmm. much further wide than you want a central attacker to be doing. You did have Nicholson making a
1: good debut for us. He looked decent um, for someone who'd just been thrown into his first match. Boxer looked a little bit more raw, but adjusting to a defensive line, particularly one that isn't
2: even your first choice defensive line, is hard. Um, And also with so much less training time.
1: I did want to point out, though, that Justin Davis in particular tracked back with BWP on BWP's uh, run towards his goal. The guy manages to catch up with Bradley Wright-Phillips, runs with him. Bradley Wright-Phillips is able to hold off Justin Davis on this goal. Why isn't he giving him more of a challenge? Why isn't he pushing him a little bit more? It it just looked like there was
0: nothing there. Uh he might have been afraid of giving away a penalty. Um, too much contact in the box. BWP is the wrong step in the box. WP is going to go down. He didn't have a great a- shot, angle on the shot. Bobby did a hand to it, just having to having the crepe in the far corner. Um, I don't fault Davis too much on that.
1: Royer had already scored twice for Red Bulls against the Union, and he managed to open the scoring for the Red Bulls and. By all accounts, they should have had more goals. It was it was another terrific, terrific showing by Bobby Shuttleworth. It's just so weird to say in a game that we conceded three goals.
0: We don't we don't deserve Bobby. We don't. Yeah, he's too good for our not. team. Yeah, Like <laughs> If we were still in the NASL and playing like this and Bobby was just making save after save, he would be picked up by the MLS team immediately.
1: Remember, remember in the preseason when we were all excited about our Scandinavian players? Bobby Shuttleworth was like, why do we have this guy? He's not so great. Well,
0: fed me back. We <laughs> were worried why? about our NASL players. <laughs> it was just another universe. Uh, simpler time. But Bobby Shuttleworth <laughs> is definitely, so far for me at least, the MVP of, the, of this team. Yeah, for Absolutely. sure. Yeah. Come on. the signing of the season. Yeah. For sure.
1: Well, a big announcement today that occurred was that Minnesota United finally officially announced the uh, naming rights for the new stadium. It's going to be called Allianz Field, sponsored by Allianz Life. And they joined the Allianz family of stadiums. And uh, Allianz want to talk stop talking about this now. I, that was that was
0: all love this news so much, they, they broke it a day early. Yeah, <laughs> that was a <hilarious>. letter <laughs> that was amazing. Uh, <laughs> this is was expected. Uh, e, plur, e pluribus lunum, uh, wrote this about five months ago. So, just kind of confirming what everyone thought was going to happen that all had their naming rights.
1: Yeah, yep. So Another bit of news that was um, released was that the Itasca Society is finally followed 11,842 mm-hmm. is the exact number. Did I think I so. Am uh, right? I uh, Minnesotan enough for knowing that now? Also,
2: Yes. Finally. I mean, just get a Minnesota tattoo and you're good to go. Yeah. Um,
0: also in the press release, uh, next year the Itasca Society will grow to fourteen thousand. So I don't know if. Or, well,
2: it's, it's if not they'll... that the Itasca Society is growing; it's that they're just going to sell additional season okay. tickets. So they're not going to yeah. like go out and dig lakes. I would like
0: love that, <laughs> or <laughs> or a shovel as instead of a yeah. coin, you get a shovel and you gotta like create your There's own a lake. Like, take a picture of it, give it back to us. It's you still almost like, three hundred fifty
1: dollars. It's, it's like that star registry. There's a bunch of lakes now named after like random high schoolers who are taking a prom by another season ticket holder. Although so. you know.
2: What I really think that they should do is actually expand the Itasca Society to include all of the ponds in Minnesota, like Wisconsin does with all of their lakes. There you go. <laughs> I feel very attacked right now. I don't know why.
1: So so practically speaking, though, 14,000 is a pretty low number for TCF. If you know, There were some people saying, like, you can have 20,000 season tickets and open boat, ducks, blah, blah, blah. But 14,000 means that when you go to the new stadium, that's uh, only 6,000 tickets left for walk-ups.
2: Exactly, and yeah. and not only that. Roughly twelve thousand is a decent number for MLS teams. I know that the curve is a little bit higher. But Atlanta it's... has
0: thirty thousand. Colin, exactly like, <laughs> yeah. Atlanta Stadium looks like a giant butthole. So I mean, <laughs> <laughs> who's the real winner here? And not There's only that, they want it to be opens in the up
2: on <laughs> command. <laughs>
0: There's a <laughs> Atlanta shit joke here, but they're not, so I can't make it.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah, we'll talk about that in yeah.
1: a sec. Well, well, speaking of which, i just jump into our next segment, which is the major listing service, a website used by realtors around the country to sell houses. And then this is
0: a segment where we talk about the house that Lamar made, Major League Soccer. And boy, oh boy,
2: you're pissed off at PRO refs right now. Wait until August fifth, everybody, <laughs> because they need an extra room in every stadium. That's right, VAR is coming to MLS officially in games starting August fifth.
1: I'm excited for this. I, I mean, in the, in our segment about uh, the Confederations Cup, we talked about some of the issues. I'll just say, let's see how it goes. I'm I'm cautiously and. Optimistic it's a step in the right
2: direction. Yep. I for one welcome our new TV overlords two bits of transfer news now <laughs> Um, uh, Earth-shattering news today that Dom Dwyer has been traded to Orlando City for all of the gam and tam in the N- world No, no, no,
1: no, no the earth-shattering part about this wasn't any of what you just shared It's that there is actually something called future allocation money Fam, what
2: Yeah he was traded for fam guys. <laughs> this is awesome. Gam tam and possible fam because so it's 900,000 in current allocation funds <laughs> could expand to 1.6 million if certain incentives are met presumably including him getting signed for a long-term deal. Now,
1: Will Parchman, uh mentioned in his article that uh, they, they'd been Sporting Kansas City have been offered 3 million for Dwyer, but he pointed out that that was actually less than this 1.6 million because if, if a player leaves the league, the league takes a 33% cut, unless the homegrown player, in which case they get a 25% cut, and then the team can only have a maximum of something like $600,000 to use on their player transfers. All the other money that they get has to be used on things like infrastructure, which can include academies and stuff like that, but it's not as good as having this $1.6 million to use exclusively on players. So essentially there's very little incentive for a MLS team to sell a hot prospect like Dwyer off to a place like Olympiacos, um, for these big ticket prices compared to, say, giving him off to OCSE for a King's Ransom the counters, an MLS team.
2: The quick counter to that is there's plenty of incentive when you go beyond the player side for owners that want to make profits off of players. Okay. News by Ivis now. Um, Yeah, some very late-breaking news, like literally as I walked into Notch's house. Um, Avsgal Arsep announced that Apparently the deal bringing Jonathan Dos Santos to the LA Galaxy Is done uh, did,
1: did we ever settle on the nickname Dos Dos Santos, Quad
0: Santos I think uh, Dos Santos Acero It's my favorite <laughs> I mean my favorite Dos is Dos
2: Santai I, I like Bros Santos But um, in any case uh, five Five million dollar transfer fee Two to three million dollar annual salary um, Glarsef was saying that this was something to the effect of a Schweinsteiger to Chicago sort of move. No, <laughs> no. No. No, it's not. Um, no, 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 no. over the course of eight seasons in La Liga that did include some trips in between uh Barca B and the Barca main side, um, four goals and five assists <laughs> in a hundred and some games. Amazing.
1: All right, let's let's head into talking about matches. We need to get. Through a ton of matches today, so we're gonna we're gonna give you just a few bullet points about each one. Impact beat the Union 2-1 midweek. Impact seemingly doing fine without Piatti, Belgerem, or Blairum, or Or Jamalie.
2: J- Jamile J- Jada-
1: Jamile yeah, Jamile is proving to Wi-Fi. be a solid. <majątonuthro> <laughs> Jamiroquai <laughs> <Jameera laughs> is proving to be a solid signing for the impact. Um, Red Bulls scored five against the Earthquakes, who scored only one oh. in return before they came to Minnesota. So
0: the beginning of David was no good,
1: very terrible, bad week. <laughs> yes, it was a very bad week for him. So bad. <laughs> Klašný gets his first goal of the year and so does Philippe in New York City FC to Toronto FC Two. this is actually the start of an interesting week for the supporter shield because Toronto FC New York City FC and Chicago fire very closely matched they've ended the week with Toronto two points ahead of Chicago who are one point ahead of New York but this was a key result for New York in keeping in touch with the top basically
2: I mean aside from that um the main news was that Giavenko was subbed off early with a back bruise. Seems to be fine. Um, moving on, LA Galaxy lose 1-0 against Vancouver. If not for David Usted, Galaxy probably would have had three or four goals.
0: Some great saves from Usted in this game. Uh, Tony Ciani stores a free-tick. He- head off of a free-tick, you know, his bread and butter for he always stores.
1: Watching this game, there was uh, the quote of the week from the commentators. Watch out for Breck Shea.
0: Nah, nah. <laughs> I, I feel safe when i
1: free, it's fine Oh, also by the way, Ashley Cole playing as a defensive mid due to injuries I feel like we weren't the only team that was <laughs> depleted Timbers,
0: w- uh, what, what up? So I wish Ashley Cole could be in our team and might something like, like yeah, he played defensive for our team Ashley Cole. You know the the I, I There's no beaches here but you'll be fine. We Here's didn't actually we,
1: in, our, in the in the segment we didn't talk about the fact that Jeb Browski was not signed by the team and this led to some fan quetching on Twitter which I was a part of. Um same I, I I think, very quickly, I think we should have got him. He would have been a good depth signing, if
2: nothing else. Great locker room uh, guy who puts in great locker Great locker room
0: guy, body on the bench.
2: Yeah. Yeah, you had 17 players available for a game this week, and that was the most that you had available all week.
1: RSL beat the Timbers 4-1, but that wasn't the most interesting stat in this game, where there were three red cards, seven yellow cards, and 24 fouls, and a screamer from Kyle Beckerman, who then was later sent off. <laughs>
0: It's not like the Gordie Howe hat trick, but in soccer. <laughs> red cards. Yeah. Red card in the streamer.
1: Victor Arboreta gets a red for pushing down Joe Plata. Then Beckerman and Adi had some sort of coming together. Altitation. Yeah, I think I think Petke later said that Beckerman put his elbow out. Adi got really mad and body slammed him back and then both of them got sent off. Sounders four, DC United three. Holy crap, this was the game to watch if you only watched one game this week.
0: DC up three nothing, um,
1: and it all fell apart
0: for them. Uh, not Bill Hamid happened. That's what. not Bill. Not Bill Hamid. Yeah,
1: you remember that keeper who isn't Bill Hamid? It's uh, not him. Uh, yeah, he was oh, playing. It is him, but oh, it's not Bill Hamid. Yeah, Why not me, Laura?
0: <laughs> but uh, Seattle was the first team in MLS history to come back from three 0 down to win,
1: four goals in tw- twenty-seven four? minutes. Twenty-seven minutes.
0: It's insane.
1: DC's we. Doesn't get do any better. And the best thing is the winner was actually a nutmeg on not Bill Hamid. So there, later he got pants. Then his prom date said, no, I'm sorry. I'm going with this other guy
0: who's actually a Sounders player. <laughs> and as they drove away, the, they scratched in a puddle <laughs> and just went all over him. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Worst day ever. They got nutmegged. So that's what happened. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Lodiaro got sent out by the sent off in this game for kicking a player after he went down. On the weekend, it started with the most heated rivalry in MLS history. Uh, Orlando no. City playing Atlanta, Atlanta beating them one 0 More importantly, though, Atlanta putting this hilarious billboard in downtown Orlando, uh, which everyone used as the excuse why an Orlando fan got the crap kicked out of him by some uh, Orlando fans. Uh, did you guys see the photo?
0: I did. You, yeah.
1: Yeah, apparently uh, now some claims goal. some claims that this Atlanta player was taunting Orlando players. I don't care, guys. I don't care what no. someone's saying to you. Use your words. Be Sidney LaRue, even though you've lost several games, you come back <laughs> on Twitter with some sort of taunt. Do that kind of thing. Don't so, beat the guy up and throw bottles at his girlfriend.
0: No, yeah. Violence is never the answer. Exactly. Except for Nazis. But Except for Nazis. That's a, That's the asterisk after that. Violence is never the answer. Asterisk <laughs> below, except for Nazis.
1: Okay. Um, this is not a
0: rivalry. I'm just going to put no, out. No, they, these not. two teams the for the time first, first ever met. time. But the rivalry is on because we're the in manufactured rivalries and MLS kitchen all day. Today.
2: MLS, you better watch your choice of rivalries. <laughs> <laughs> better watch.
1: But we're um, stop, yeah. yeah, so. Villaba scores a screamer for Atlanta's goal, and they continue to do really well, which is making us at this podcast very happy, I say through a Tree. Their stadium is still a butthole. I'll stand by that till the day I die. I'll grit my teeth just a little bit less. All right, NYCFC beats Chicago Fire 2-1. I told you about that Supporter Shield fight. Well, this was another bit of it.
2: Yeah, 10-game uh, unbeaten run ended for Chicago. Uh, two, goal- or two goals by new york city sandwich either side of half time um youngo herrera got a straight red in this game for a, a late i guess tackle on basti stepping on his foot actually i think it was the second yellow
1: because he had only been on the pitch for 11 minutes but he would already had some run-ins with the referee he'd uh, had a penalty not called and then later he got a yellow um I forget what the first one was. So the second one basically stepped on Bastian Schweinsteiger's foot with a late tackle. Mm. Eventful little game for uh, Mr. Yangle. Yeah.
0: And David or Tom pulling back for the fire with an amazing goal. Off the crossbar and bounces just behind the goal line. Um, yeah, just a very goal from distance from David or Tom.
1: Sean Johnson's kept New York in this game as uh, basically Chicago threw everything that they had at... Uh, at at the NYCFC
2: goal, but uh, I can't believe they didn't score. Anyway, DC United 1, Houston 3. Houston's still missing four starters at the Gold Cup, and yet they still were able to beat DC United.
0: Yeah. DC w- conceded seven goals in 56 minutes of play. Between the two games. Between the two games, and their next... Team. Their play is Minnesota United, so hopefully,
2: our new <laughs> break card.
0: Scroll the street, guys. I'm really hoping
2: Houston's total possession 34%, and they still beat them 3 <laughs> 1.
1: Remember, the guy in the goal, not the Lamid. So, uh, CLB, the Columbus Crew. See, I get that right now, by the way. I've not been messing that up. Uh, CLB scored one goal against the Union to win that match,
2: yeah. Um, the Union's attack looked unlike anything Philly fans had seen this season, as Jay Simpson got a rare start up top with rookies Adam Najim and Marcus Epps making their first career starts okay, you're, behind you're them. You're
1: just reading the MLS recap of this game. I know it's the Union, but sometimes they do interesting things. You know, we can, No, we
2: can... no, especially if it's Jay Simpson, they're not going to do anything interesting, <laughs> so we might as well just read this. Um, <laughs> By the way, these teams play again
1: on Wednesday. Is this a potential rivalry, guys? Ah. No. <laughs> no that would make too much sense Notch not a rivalry in back, <laughs> one goal FC Dallas two goals I hear that wins you the game scoring more goals
0: uh, that- Tristan Tolman had three goals in this game for Dallas but one of them was wrongly called not a goal off. Yeah, um, was cleared from the middle of the goal by a defender mid-flight they just didn't call it a goal but it should have been a goal for- Lex Luthor
1: Robert Sabiga the uh, referee
2: in-, in question so I always enjoy <laughs> seeing him in there <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we forget, um, also a Toronto FC beat or er, drew. Wow, Colorado was able to get a point in a game. Um, First anyway. point on the road of the season for for Colorado. Remarkable. Um, they did the fire a favor in the supporter shield fight by dropping a couple of points. Um, yep, and so so they are still in the lead of the supporter shield, but. Chicago Fire
1: and NYCFC closing in. Who expected that? This is like... I
0: Caleb. Okay, Caleb I? did. This time, right here. this time. This time.
1: Before this game, the Rapids, by the way, had only two goals on the road and zero wins uh, away from home. So the fact that they managed to score a goal and get a draw is huge. All right. Uh, New England 4, LA Galaxy 3. This was a remarkably dull affair for seven goals being scored.
0: Yeah. Uh, it was just... Uh... It wasn't so much that the the goals were that amazing, just like well worth plays by the team and great shots. Just that both goalkeepers were just terrible in this game and defenses too. And defenses,
2: yeah, but um, mainly the goalkeepers, including um, oh, uh, what's the name crap. of that goalkeeper for New England? Like I know that they won, but it's not a We we have him now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, oh oh, I I'm being informed that uh he's. One of us, Cody Cropper. Oh, oh no. No, no, he's not one of us. and Let's keep it that way. Thank you very much. (laughs) We don't know who you are. Teal, Teal, Bunbury, you can come over here. (laughs) Teal, you can come over here. You are absolutely welcome. Cody, you stay. Yeah, especially after he scored a brace coming off the bench. (laughs) True enough. True enough. Great game for Teal Bunbury.
1: Jermaine Jones back on the pitch for LA Galaxy. One bit of off the pitch news, though. Ike. Ike. Kai Kamara sparked some controversy where he made a, a video on Twitter about a $1,200 fine that MLS had given him for wearing non-Adidas socks. He's wearing something called True Socks. A lot of players do this. They cut off the the, the Adidas socks at the ankle, wear their other brand of socks, and then wear uh, a, the Adidas like um, knee-length bit to, to pretend like they're wearing Adidas gear. Now... When this is noticed by the league, it's been finding some players. Kamara's point is they're doing it inconsistently and not finding their superstars like Bradley and Giovinco who are also doing it, Josie Altidore as well. These true socks are said to be really good for, I think, circulation and and Kamara has been advised to wear them by his doctor. So inconsistent enforcement of a rule, um, shock horror, MLS inconsistency, who knew?
0: Uh, Yeah, this is the same across most leagues that the superstars did better treatment than. Everyone else. I, I, I don't,
1: I don't appreciate it any, any more no. because after hearing that though, and and he, he Kamara also claimed that the MLS Players Union has not uh, defended him adequately. So watch this space to see if anything happens with that. Real Salt Lake tied SKC 1-1, but it wasn't the pitch, on the pitch stuff that uh, that really concerns us. All you need to know about this game is that a light penalty allowed SKC to equalize. The real news from this game was Mike Petke's epic run. After the match.
0: Mike Petty went full uh, Charlie from Always Honey in the Mailroom. Yeah. With the he red he was, string and the Pepe Sylvia talked and the Carol in HR. There is no Carol in HR. There is no
2: penalty. <laughs> the best part, though, is that it, like this was a press conference rant somewhere in the neighborhood of Dennis Green. They are who we thought they were. <laughs> and Allen Iverson practice. We're talking about practice. But the visual aids were just like something else. Hand the fines out, Trey. Hand them out. Hand them out. Oh, that poor printer in my, his office. Yeah, my favorite part is that he wasn't even able to print out all of the visual aids because the printer... He had two more, but the printer broke. But
0: he'll make sure that, that Trey will get him to that soon. Oh, man.
1: I don't think there's been news yet about whether Petki has actually received a fine. So I haven't oh, seen it. It, it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, they're crowdfunding a a, a uh, uh money for him to pay it off though. So he was ejected from the game, so there should be some yeah that as well. So Timbers beat Vancouver in Vancouver two one.
0: Uh Ibabasi stores his first goal for Jeremie Ibabisi. <laughs> <laughs> no, I say his name right, notch. <laughs> uh Ibabisi scores stores his first goal for Portland. Um they store, Whitecaps store, Portland stores. That's the name ended. That was very, very exciting.
2: And then the Sounders Alex. completed the uh, West Coast stuff going on on the weekend with a 3 0 win over San Jose. Uh, no Clint Dempsey, no Ladero, no Jordan Morris. No pants, no, no service. Nor
0: <laughs> Ozzy Alonso. Well, they were wearing shorts, so it's okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, early shot from Wanda Lushy was saved by Frye and. Well, he proceeded, in frustration, to try to shove his entire fist into his mouth, which I thought was really funny. You guys didn't notice we were watching the highlights, but he's just gnawing on those two, on like three knuckles, inside. it's like, just weird.
2: I, I'm pretty well, sure that's... weird bird. I'm pretty sure that's it. not where a fist is supposed to go. Anywho, um, Christian Roldan almost had a hat trick, ended up hitting the post right at the end. Caleb, um, okay, Hold it together. Hold it together.
1: <laughs> I, anytime I watch a game, by the way, where there's these stupid fireworks after the the, the goal, I always think back now to that uh, Atlanta player, uh, Martinez who, uh, Martinez, who got burned. i sl- almost died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm always nervous. Like Seattle's a good example. They have those like fire shooting out behind the goalpost. I'm like, who's someone's going to climb up there and nearly die? <laughs> but no, no, they didn't. Which is good. Speaking of death. We probably need to take a break at this point. Yes, we do. Uh, Take a break at this point, uh, which is exactly what he just said, and we'll come back with soccer news from the rest of you soccer and around the world. Just today, when Bayern Munich were playing Chelsea in the International Champions Cup, a BN commentator mistook the (laughs) announcement of a water break for the fact that Frank Ribery was being substituted for a player called water break. (laughs) Uh,
2: This shows how meaningful the International Champions Cup is. Seriously, that that tournament is going on right now, and
1: I haven't watched any of its games but there have been some decent goals that uh i've seen pop up on reddit and other places
0: and that's all that the icc is worth is just oh that's pretty
1: cool
2: yeah and i paid yeah, a lot I'll to watch it, it like way too much to watch that one goal but it oh, was oh, a good goal oh, oh trust me trust me we'll have some stats about that
1: all right let's move into a segment that we call the pyramid scheme where we talk about the rest of the u.s soccer pyramid that does not include
2: major league soccer but our first bit of news actually does involve MLS. It very much does, kind of. So um, Miami FC's owner, Ricardo Silva. He at, of the Ricardo Silva Stadium. Yes. Um, he
1: had a... And by the way, MP and Silva. I think this guy has something of a naming convention
2: going on with everything that he touches. But that's I'm, just I'm me. fairly certain, yeah. Um, so basically, he had a meeting last month at MLS headquarters that he Instagrammed and Everyone went crazy trying to figure out what the hell was going on. Uh, Turns out, according to Sports Business Journal, um, he was proposing to purchase the media rights for MLS in 2021 for $4 billion over the ensuing decade. In exchange, MLS would go pro-rel. They would have to institute it. They would have to institute it. So, obviously, Twitter goes completely bonkers
1: um, with hashtag ProRail for USA. Don't look it up.
0: No.
2: No.
1: No. Never do. No, <laughs> yeah. Never do. Never do. All and now. The, the important thing to note here is that MLS cannot even start negotiating a new media deal until, what is it, 2020 or something like that? The current yeah. deal actually yeah. Yeah. includes so negotiation.
0: They don't, don't even negotiate with MP and Silva. Or yeah. just Silva and Silva, as it sounds yeah. so this is
1: basically a huge publicity Yeah.
0: It's just that it's attempt some recognition out there for more pro-rel for USA and get to sell Silva's name out there even further
2: aside from that you know it's it's ridiculously dumb to sell your media rights four years in advance of your contract ending right for a decade yeah and in exchange totally alter the economic landscape of your league <laughs> like right yeah right what? Yeah,
1: So speaking of economics, a couple of NASL teams had some friendlies that may or may not have raised some cash. (laughs) New York City FC. Uh, North Carolina, Texas Ranger, uh, tied Swansea City 0-0. Still not as good as when Swansea City came to Minnesota. Still not as good. Still not as good. Justin
0: Davis, Dred Jordan. Exactly. My first ever game.
1: Yep. Cosmos beat Valencia 2-0 in Saskatchewan. Remember when we were joking about whether Saskatchewan is this a, was 0 Are we
0: doing Mad Libs now?
1: <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> Never forget, the game was played in Regina. Um, Loon legend Eugene Starikov, though, had two apparently top-level chances in the game, uh, one of which kind of set up the second goal And Valencia apparently played a a pretty decent 11 against a mid-level Cosmo side. You heard it here first. NASL better than La Liga. Yep.
1: By the way, Gio Savarese gave an interview, I think today or yesterday, where he actually made explicit the fact that at the end of the season, he wants to move up to coaching a side in MLS. A lot of folks who have watched the MLS or NASL over the last few years have said that Savarese is
0: worthwhile enough. I mean...
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I was... A lot really, of Minnesota United yeah, fans were really saying that before be they, the one the come before and she came. A lot um, of Minnesota United fans are saying that right now. Yeah. Yeah. So um, one other bit of Cosmos news. Juan Arango's back. Yay. Yay. yay, yay. yay. Yeah. Question mark. Yeah, this is what happens when the Cosmos realize that they were not able to fully rebuild their side after they had to let go of all of their players because it seemed like they were going completely out of business. Wait,
1: wait, wait. Is this soccer player Wanarango or that, like, journalist dude who sometimes
0: commentates games Juan Soccer player Juan Arango. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I, I'm, I'm not convinced this is him. it could be there or at they're, this They're, point, they're doing a little bit better. They'll actually, you know, I'm just expecting
1: them next week to be like, Tommy Thompson signs from New York Cosmos and it's like the ex-Wisconsin governor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, let's move in now into a segment we call The Sewer, where we talk about our men's Ninja Turtles the MNT. And this week it's all gold. Gold, gold, gold. He loves only gold.
2: I'm pretty sure at some point, Gold member actually did rub his nipples, which is perfectly accurate for the El Salvador game, <laughs> uh, where the U.S. beats them 2 0. Uh, but apparently. All of the talk was uh, biting and purple nurples.
1: I mean, guys, just go... Uh, I mean, it's not easy, but just, just go find yourself some help, okay? Like, just get get yourself the help you need that's not on national TV. Uh, relieve your sexual frustrations. Because two players got bit. Both Omar Gonzalez and Josie uh got bitten. Josie got his nipples tweaked, and he had some great Twitter stuff about that that you can go <laughs> look up on your own. I mean
2: it's easy to talk to your partner about these things. Just talk to them.
1: So so the, the nipple-tweaky-bitey guy on Josie, Henry Romero, got banned for six games. And then Darwin Sarin got banned for three games. He's the dude who bit Omar Gonzalez. And then uh, in less uh, sexual news, Eric Lehigh got his first U.S. goal. I think in more sexual news.
0: He <laughs> had his first goal. I was... <laughs> Very arousing.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm going to use his celebration as my slide into your DMs gif for here on out. Um, Jordan Morris also got punched in the stomach during this game. What
1: is it? With this game, it's like peak conk calf. Anyway, uh, the USA did move on and beat Costa Rica 2-0. But this scoreline is flattering to the U.S., who went 66 minutes without a goal until Clint Dempsey came on and about... Five or six minutes later, Josie Altidore gets the first one. Darlington Nagby,
0: I believe, is giving the assist. Darlington Nagby to Dempsey, who then gives the assist. Right. Yeah. right interplay between the three players. Yeah. Uh, Altidore's full of Brandon plays.
2: Chastain in a celebration. Yeah. Uh, swole. Um, Dempsey then proceeded to score a free kick into a wide open near post. Like, that was embarrassingly wide open, but he was able to take advantage. And that tied the U.S. all-time scoring record with Landon Donovan. Uh, 57 goals for each of them at the international stage. Donovan telling Dempsey on Twitter.
1: Okay, you can hang up your boots now. That's <laughs> enough. All right, with that, let's move into a segment we call The Pub where we take a little plane ride over to England to talk about English soccer. Where are we going this week,
2: my friends? Uh, this week we're going to the Smoking Pole. Okay. I get that, and it makes me sad. It makes me very sad. Well, will start out with some transfer news. Arsenal... Have finally sold Wojciech Szczesny to Juventus. I literally just figured out how to spell his name, and <laughs> then he gets sold. Um, I'm I'm actually very very sad that they're moving on from him. I I think that he's a batchet crazy individual who smokes in showers and does terrible things sometimes. But he's also a really really good goalkeeper from batchet crazy. Individuals
1: to match the crazy news: Javier Chicarito Hernandez signs for West Ham. What the hell? He was doing pretty well in the Bundesliga, and isn't or a West one Ham of the
0: top sides in Bundesliga too? Like right? Is, isn't
1: isn't West Ham a little kind of not such a great team for a guy they're, of his quality?
0: They're a mid-table side with. Ambitions I mean, they of weren't last year. year. They were terrible last year, they're, but yeah, they have a They're um, a usual mid-table side with, with ambitions of possibly squeaking into the. Euro lead, but
2: definitely, I think, a step down for Chicharito. It's a step down for him, but it's a step up for West Ham. They desperately need striking help, as you saw last season. Um, speaking more of batshit crazy, uh, let's talk about these prices. Um, uh, Benjamin Mendy comes to Man City from Monaco on a 52 million pound deal, the highest fee ever paid for a defender, despite the fact that they spent fifty million on Kyle Walker like a week ago. Which was the previous record fee for a defender. Um Danilo is also coming into Man City from Real Madrid, 27 million pounds. And Chelsea signed um Murata from Real Madrid on a sixty million pound deal directly after Real Madrid bought him back a year ago for twenty million euros from Juventus. There was a Manchester Derby In America, which
1: I guess it's nice for the fans.
2: Yeah, I mean, who played? Nothing screams Manchester Derby like the sweltering Houston heat, except for it was in a basically retractable roof stadium. Um Two goals for what Mourinho called a good training session after the game. (laughs) Um, Keep in mind that tomorrow, Wednesday night against Barcelona, um, tickets start at $130, which I think is right around the same price that they were trying to sell tickets for this game. Good training session, eh, lads?
1: Yeah, I... I... (sighs) I'm sorry guys. This this International Champions Cup, like I know that it's what some people want. They wanna see their superstars in their living rooms and things like that. But the ticket prices are unconscionable to me and um yeah, it's 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 just a, it's a frivolity. Anyway, let's move into a segment we call, they don't call it soccer, in brackets, some do, though, where we talk about soccer from the rest of the world that we haven't talked about yet. First up, more Gold Cup news, Jamaica beating Mexico 1-0 to what, get into man, the Gold Cup what? final. The Rite
2: Aid Boys themselves move to the final. I had this to do that greatest... air horn sound like
0: seven times after that happened. It's one the... of the greatest nicknames in international soccer, the Rite Aid Boys. Probably it really said it's so the soccer roost Australia. They the the culture
1: of the Reggae Boys did credit MLS with um helping Jamaica become a better squad. And Andre Blake had one hell of a game,
0: an amazing, amazing game. amazing game. Uh, there was a, a sequence where he had two shots that he saved. That he, both shots he was screened by his own defenders, and he managed to save. Ooh. He's
2: He's, absolutely amazing goalkeeper. He's got to get the, he's definitely, the golden ball of the tournament. Absolutely. Such an absolutely. amazing tournament for him. Golden uh, gloves. Very, well, no, no, no. Golden, golden ball, ball and golden gloves.
0: MVP be the tournament. Yeah.
2: <laughs> absolutely. Okay. Easily. Um, some additional transfers. Uh, Federico Bernardeschi moves to Juve from Fiorentina. Uh, the forward comes in on a 40 million euro deal. It was basically them spending the money from selling Leonardo Benucci to AC Milan for forty yeah. two. We mentioned annoying. this last week, but it's still...
0: But we should say it again. Panucchi was sold to AC Milan, one of the best defenders in the world. And
2: Absolutely one of the best. Amazing. Um, in terms of transfers that kind of sort of happened, Antonio Cassano transferred to Hellas Verona, announced it, then about eight hours later, announced that he was retiring, then changed his mind said that, no, 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 this is a miscommunication. I'm not retiring yet. Then a, a week later, he announced that, yeah, he's he's retiring. I feel old, guys. Cassano is one of those
1: guys that I, I remember watching many years ago, uh, getting into soccer and being really excited about him, you know, in the Italy World Cup teams and things like that. So it, it, this is the kind of news that makes you feel just like time is passing you by.
2: I'm pretty sure that, like, Time has passed Antonio Cassano by for the last 10 years because he's done nothing with it. By the Um, way,
1: one other bit of not-quite-transfer news. Felipe Cacchino... Has agreed to personal terms with Barcelona, who now have to negotiate with Liverpool Wait, to that, get him. That, that, that this really is happen? the
2: f- this is the first what? that Caleb happen?
1: is listening to this. What? When, when did this happen? Personal terms. What? He's not going to get transferred
0: until Liverpool agree to no, sell him. Fuck yeah. that. Go away, Barcelona. No. Yeah, he's he, ours. He, it's the he, same little level. The magician is
2: ours. It's the same that level boy. of terms that Neymar has agreed to PSG with. So, which I mean, <laughs> might still happen. Who knows? UEFA Women's Championship news. Um, a quick rundown. Group A, Netherlands, the host country, have won the group on nine points. Denmark threw on second place. Uh, Germany has won. Group B, uh, they beat both Italy and Russia and drew with second place Sweden. Uh, group C, France and Austria are on four points after drawing in day two. Switzerland plays France and are hoping to advance with a win. And in Group D, England is ahead on six points and a plus eight goal differential. Sorry, Scotland. They beat them 6-0. Portugal is currently edging Spain for second.
1: All right. Well, with that, that concludes all of our segments except for one, the Reynolds wrap-up, where Colin takes a soccer conspiracy theory you've
2: heard of and makes sense of it for you. So, as we mentioned earlier, um, both 55-1 and E. Pluribus Lunum broke the Allianz field announcement, early set Allianz would be the sponsor, about five months early instead of the huge announcement that was shocking news to everybody who forgot. Now, my question was this, how how exactly are 551 and E. Pluribus Lunum so well sourced? We'll never tell. Well, Caleb, <laughs> I figured it out. So, if you look at both websites, you'll notice that the advertisements on them just so happened to be not Google, but Amazon ads. Amazon, the same site that also owns the Washington Post. That's right. The Amazon 551 <laughs> and E Pluribus Lunum are spreading fake news <laughs> that ends up being true after about five months. Basically, what I'm saying is we're going to learn that Minnesota United are actually owned by a pair of Russian oligarchs within probably the next three months or so. And then we're going to complain extra hard that they have not actually signed a DP number 10.
1: All I want to know is why do we have to have these uh, oligarchs uh, and uh, not no, like... No, comment. no and comment. And not like Abrahimovich, who like seems to be funding Chelsea into the moon...
2: I'm pretty sure that you confused Abramovich,
1: Abramovich. with Zlatan. No, no, I'm, I'm, that's what I said. I said Abramovich. He's no, you Ibra- said Ibramovich. Ibram- I just mispronounced. I was, I was thinking about Uncle
2: Roman, you know, who was in GTA Five. I mean, <laughs> I would, I would love to see Zlatan as our benevolent team owner. Like, wouldn't that be amazing? I mean, we have, we have a lot of statues around our new stadium of him, obviously. I would worship every single one of them <laughs> on the daily. <laughs> All, right. All right, with that, we must
1: bid goodbye. But before that, why don't you tell the good people where they can find you on Twitter?
0: I'm at kolson716, also for one. Please, please stay, Coutinho. <laughs> please don't leave.
2: Uh, you can find me at the attachment where I screenshot the uh, roster and say that John Boga has taken his final leave. Pour one out. <laughs> Pour one out. Farewell, sweet Instagram prince. I'm at T W United
1: fans. You can find this podcast on iTunes, Google Play Podcasts, on Stitcher Radio, other fine podcast providers everywhere that use the iTunes feed. Also on SoundCloud. And uh, we, we do appreciate when you leave us reviews on Twitter and other platforms that you can leave us reviews on. Also, we do appreciate you telling your friends about our show and having us find new listeners that way. Well, with that, we will bid you adieu for this week and return again next Tuesday. Goodbye, everybody.
2: Bye.